learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to She Leads Podcast, Season 4, Episode 5. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Dr. Sharon Porter. Dr. Sharon H. Porter, also known as Dr. Sharon, is an educator, author, interview host, and publisher. Dr. Sharon has served as an educator for over 25 years. She is a former elementary and middle school principal. She is a graduate of Winston-Salem State University, National Lewis University, the John Hopkins University, Walden University, and Howard University. Dr. Sharon is the host of the I Am Dr. Sharon Show, a live weekly in-studio interview show. Owner of SHP Enterprise, Inc., which consists of Perfect Time SHP LLC, coaching, consulting, and book publishing firm, The Grind Entrepreneur Network, Write the Book Now, and SHP Media. She is a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated International Association of Women, an official member of the Forbes Coaches Council, Sister for Sisters Network, Inc., Professional Women of Winston-Salem, and the DMV Mastermind. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Dr. Sharon H. Porter. All right. So, Dr. Sharon, welcome to She Leads Podcast. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Thank you. I am so elated to be here. You're welcome. I read your bio and I want to say kudos to you for all you do, including educating, being an author, being a podcast host, and being a TV host. And I'm sure that the list doesn't end there. So that's really awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure and a joy. It really is. (laughs) Awesome. You're welcome. So are you ready to talk about leadership? I am. Yes. Okay, let's go. I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree, Dr. Sharon? I absolutely would. And simply because, as we all know, leadership is not about position or title, but it's certainly about the influence and the impact, you know, that one makes. So I say lead where you are, regardless of the position or the title. So anyone can lead. Yes. Okay. Thank you for that. I love what you said as far as lead where you are. And I do agree that leadership has more to do with influence and impact than title or position. So thanks for making that clear for us. Yes. Okay. So in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Dr. Sharon, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? Absolutely. I would have to say, actually, integrity, if leading with integrity, would be my code. I think it's so important as a leader, and and, and I'm speaking now of a person in the position of leadership. I feel like, you know, when people are following you, they're looking for someone with integrity that they can trust and believe in what you say and what you do. So I think the code of integrity is imperative 
for leaders. So that's what I lead by is integrity. Okay. Thanks for that. And can you just paint a picture for us for a person that may wonder, like people throw out the word integrity all the time, but what does that look like to you from a leader or what would you do to show other people that you're a leader with integrity? Absolutely. So, you know, as leaders, we oftentimes have to make decisions and sometimes we can't always do it collaboratively. And and I'm really now thinking of my educational leadership position because as a building principal, there are several moments when you want to bring in your staff because there's a decision that has to be made. But sometimes you have to make that split executive leadership decision where the collaboration is not possible. So you have to really lean on your understanding of what your staff really feels, how they think, and you have to rule by that mechanism because you can't just be for self. You can't just think, okay, this is what I want or specific individuals. You have to look at the group as a collective body. And so when you rule with integrity, you will make decisions based on what's best. Number one, and for your stakeholder in education is children. So you're going to make the best decision that's best for children, regardless of the needs of the adult. And that's very hard a lot of times. But if you lead with integrity, then your moral compass will guide you. And so you will do what is right by children. And so you can put that in the entrepreneurial world. You can put that in the author world, wherever you're leading in corporations, in Fortune 500 companies. If you lead with integrity, there's transparency, there's honesty. You're not going to say one thing and then do something else. And so people can really depend on your word if you're leading with integrity. Okay, thank you. And I heard a few things there. What stuck out the most was basically when you're leading with integrity, you think about the greater good as opposed to your personal interests or your personal desires. And that allows Absolutely. you to be a leader of integrity. Thank you. Yes. So I believe all leaders experience failure. I myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to <laughs> right. Lessons, right? take more of an yes. optimistic <laughs> But Dr. Yes. Sharon, can you share your view on failure and what it means to you? Yes, it is absolutely an opportunity for growth. My motto is you either lead or you learn. So you, there is no failure when you take risks. And I just believe that you have to be a risk taker because there are going to be things that's not going to come out right. But you mentioned it. If you learn the lesson, then there's only learning in that and, and not failure. And so it's really hard because some people are very hard on themselves when it comes to not reaching goals, because that's what we deem failure is. When we set out to do something, but we come short of that and we deem that that's failure. But you have to not stop there. You have to reflect. You have to act assess and adjust. And I just believe that if you do that, then you're going to always come out on top because there is no growth in perfection. You have to make mistakes in order to grow. So failure is just opportunity for growth. Okay. Thank you for that. I love that. I love, love, love that. And I do agree that when we are scared of failure, it stops people from taking risks. And how can you yeah. get anywhere without taking a risk? So I love what you said as far as act, assess, and adjust, right? Because we do need to keep pivoting or keep making those changes so that we can keep getting better and better and better. And it doesn't happen until we act, assess what happens, and make the adjustments needed to continue up. 
the ladder, so to say. So thanks for that. Yeah. Okay. So Dr. Sharon, can you share one time you failed as a leader and tell us what you learned from that experience that helps you to become a better leader? Absolutely. I would definitely have to take it from a personal stance for that. I started a doctoral program in 2006 and it takes about two years to complete your coursework and then another year to do your dissertation. So it generally takes three to four years um, for this process. So 2006, I started, but October 2nd, 2008, my father passed. And it just totally devastated me. I felt like I just could not move forward. I was almost in a fog, basically. And so I continued. And even in 2011, I relocated back to North Carolina from the Washington, D.C. area. And so all of this time, I'm still paying for, you know, doing, being in this doctoral program without absolutely doing anything. Wow. And so six months before my sixth year, because they give you six years in these programs, six months before that, my advisor emailed and said, okay, you've got to make a decision. You can either take the credits that you have and earn an EDS, which is an educational specialist, which pretty much is all of the doctoral work without the dissertation, or you can get on the ball and finish this dissertation. And so I knew that in six months, I could not finish what in six years that I didn't finish. So I stopped and I took the EDS, the educational specialist degree. And after I did that, I absolutely felt like a failure. I was ashamed and I was embarrassed because, you know, I had set a goal and I didn't reach it. And so what happened after I returned from North Carolina in 2014, I was presented with another opportunity to start another doctoral program. And I had to start all over because I had earned the, a degree with the credits. So what I had to realize is that delayed was not denied. So just because you got to a point, you did not reach where you wanted to go, there is not a reason that you should feel like you need to stop. You have to go back and look at what it is that you've done and what can you do to make those adjustments to get it done. And so 2014, I started the doctoral program. 2017, I was finished with finally a doctoral degree. And so what I take from that is because when you're leading, people that follow you are going to oftentimes fall short on a goal. You have to be there to let them know that you're not a loser because you lose, you're a loser because you quit. And so you can not quit. You have to keep going. Find out what it is that you missed and pick that up and take that learning to move forward. So out of that whole, I'll say, episode is that I learned delayed is not denied. And I have to carry that as a leader for those who choose to follow me to let them know that there's going to be barriers challenges, there are going to be things that will stop and block you, but you can't let it stop and block you for long. You learn from it and you move on. Okay. Thank you for that. That is so awesome. <laughs> and let me just say congratulations on just finishing <laughs> with that, right? Because if it's important to you, yes. like you said, you may not do it when you 
think it should be done yeah. or when you originally wanted to do it. But if it's something that is a burning desire, then make sure that you do it within your lifetime. Like that's what you do have control over doing it within your lifetime, Absolutely. but not necessarily when Absolutely. you think the right time is. I have a lot right. of friends that say, Oh, by this age, I should have been doing this. And I should have been doing that. And I said, you know what? You're right where you're supposed to be because you're here. Yeah, like no point in going back right. and forth with yourself. Like you're where you're supposed to be now to get where you want to be. Let's figure that part out. You know, thanks for sharing that. And I love your delay is not denial. And I know you also yes. give a speech on that topic. So that is, um, yes. well, yes, yes. Thank you. That is awesome. Thank you. Okay. All right. So Dr. Sharon, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem and why? Well, I'm going to tell you, I feel I really would have to say it's, it's really equal. I think you have to put in the same, you have to put in work. I'll say that. But how individually you are, regardless if you're female or male, is your makeup. You know, I, many of your viewers may be familiar with Clifton Strength Finders. My top strength, my top theme is restorative. And restorative is a problem solver. And so depending on what your makeup is, you know, how you're made up as a person really depends on the level of difficulty that you're going to have as a leader. And so, you know, it goes back to the old adage, are there born leaders or can you learn to be a leader? That's still very debatable in, in a lot of spaces. And so I just believe that you have to really take the strengths that you have and leverage those for your deficits no matter who you are. And if you can really hone in those skills, they, I don't think there is a easier or difficult whether you're a uh, male or female. I, I really believe that. Okay. Thank you for that. I love that perspective. So basically don't focus on whether it's equal or not. Just focus on your strengths yes. and make it happen is what yes. I have to say. Okay. Exactly. Yes. That's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yes. And that's what we have to do. Like ultimately, regardless of whether it is or not, it really doesn't matter. What matters mm -hmm. is getting to where you need to go and doing whatever is required of you to do so. So yes. um, and that. Okay. So productivity is a hot topic right now, as it should be. Many people mm -hmm. want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Dr. Sharon, do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? Oh, absolutely. My number one productivity tip is to time block everything. Like that, I live by my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it is not part of what I'm doing. And I am strategic with that. And so I really believe that. And when we place things on our calendar and other things come up and you choose to do them, just know that your yes is, is really saying no to something else. So you have to think in your mind, is it worth it? Is this yes worth what I'm getting ready to say no for? Whatever it is, whether it's rest and relaxation, whether it's family time, what, whether you were actually doing something. If your time is blocked out and you know exactly what it is you're doing, I even schedule my break times, my rest times. And when something comes up, 
and I look, oh no, that's the time that I'm doing this. So I'm sorry, I cannot do it. And so having those rituals, those routines down really makes a better productive individual, I believe. It has helped me tremendously. And I, and like I said, I live by my calendar. And so I, I, you know, that would be my number one tip is to time block whatever you do. Okay. Thanks for that. And I love what you said about when you say yes to one thing, you're automatically saying no to another. So we have to determine is the yes worth it or is the no worth it? Which one is more important? I love that. That'll help make a lot of decisions going forward. Now, can you share, do you use any particular calendars on your phone or anything like that, that you might want to share out as a um, just the Google Calendar. I just okay. the Google Calendar. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but you know, and also with that, because a lot of people, when they think about that, they're they're really talking about managing your time. Basically, one of the tools that I use so often is Covey's Time Management Matrix, and I'm sure many of your listeners are familiar with that. But that really helps me early on as a leader. I, you know, it's four quadrants. It's what's urgent and important, what's not urgent and not important because there are certain things, for example, if there are things in your plate, on your plate, on your calendar that are not urgent or not important, those are the things that really should be taken off. You should not be doing those. Those are what you call a waste of time. Mm -hmm. And so I have learned to actually not put those types of things on there. If something is important, but it's not urgent or urgent and not important, that might be something that you can delegate and have someone else do it so that you can do more pressing things. And so in my mind, it's a mental thing now because I used to have to write it out on the four quadrants. But now in my mind, I'm thinking as tasks are coming my way, okay, is this urgent? Is this important? Is it not urgent? Is it not important? And I, and I categorize it appropriately and then do what I need to do. So all those urgent and important things, those are the things that I need to be doing and I need to be doing now. And so that's just one of the tools that helped me with my time block. So I just wanted to share that. Okay. Thank you for that. Yes, that was a reminder because I've taken the seven habits of highly successful people training in the past. So that time management matrix is a great tool and it does allow us to look at things that we do, like you said, that may not be productive or important. I heard someone say, mm-hmm. just because you're busy doesn't mean you're productive. So you may be doing <laughs> That's right. in your day that aren't leading you yes. to your end goal. So it is important to take yes. it assessment of that so that we can make sure that we're doing the right things to get where we want to go. So thank you. Okay. Yes. So Dr. Sharon, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway that you learned? Yes. You know, I would have to say, because I'm very particular about who's in my inner circle. I believe in the the whole draining of energy and giving you energy. Yes, <laughs> I, I yes, just wholeheartedly yes, believe that. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I really do. Yes. And so I would really have to say my actual, if she's my dissertation advisor, she was Dr. Lisa Grio. I have to give her a shout out because <laughs> this is right before we were starting our process of writing and we would meet every Saturday at this meeting place, basically. And we would go over things. And, you know, so it was getting ready to be the summer. And, and again, I'm in education. So it's a more relaxed schedule in the summer than it is during the regular school year. And this particular instance, I 
could not meet with her for some reason. I don't even remember the reason. It's probably I wanted to go somewhere. I don't know what it is. And I emailed her and I said, I need, I will not be able to make our meeting Saturday. And when I tell you her response changed my life, Nicole, she said, okay, two letters, no period, nothing. Okay. And it took me, I was shocked. Like, I thought I was going to get all of this, like, oh, you need to meet that, that, you know. And what I took from that, Nicole, is that this was for me. Mm. She already had her degree. Mm. <laughs> so mm. I took that as, okay, you don't want to meet, that's on you. Mm. That, and, and mind you, she didn't say anything, but okay, those two letters. That's deep. And when I tell you that woke me up, and when I tell you I did not miss another meeting with her, that changed the trajectory of my life. And from then on, I started thinking about that. How dare I come to her when she's taking her time to help me get something that I want and she already had. Mm-hmm. So I just learned from that and I, you know, and I shared that with her years after that. And she didn't even realize the impact that that had. But that taught me so much. When it's up to you, for you, you have to act like it. She's not doing me a favor. I mean, I wasn't doing her a favor. She was doing me a favor by meeting with me. Mm -hmm. So we have to really understand the game and how it's played because we sell ourselves short so many times. And so that little exchange taught me so much. Wow. I love that. And I love how you were able to pull (laughs) so much out of that okay Right. Like yes. that that's really amazing. And I know exactly <laughs> what you mean, right? Because like when you get opposition or someone, oh well, I thought whatever, that may make you uh-huh. feel better because you have an answer exactly. for Exactly. Right. But if yes. you someone that this is okay and you don't have to validate okay. then it just leaves everything <laughs> sitting on your lap like it's no yes. you sit with that, you think about that, yes. I'm fine with it. Are it's, you really fine with it? Right? Are you fine with it? <laughs> That's what that did. Exactly. Wow. That exactly. is amazing. And I'm glad you were insightful to pull that out. Cause some people might be like, Oh, that was easy. And just walk away and feel like, right. oh, no. exactly. so the fact that you were, <laughs> were able to pull exactly. that out and even wanted to get more out of it. So uh, good for you for that. Yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. So Dr. Sharon, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? You know, I would really have to go with surround yourself with the right people. Mm. So many times as entrepreneurs, as leaders, we sometimes work in silos and we know that we cannot do that. It is advantageous for each individual to find someone, uh, several someone <laughs> around you that can help you. Mentor, coaches, individuals that have walked the walk and talked where you're trying to go. Help you avoid those pitfalls. And, cause I, and I alluded to it earlier, you can't have everyone around you, but you need to find the right, the key people that's going to help you. Now, some of the things, yes, you're going to have to Find out for yourself, make some mistakes. Of course, that's what you do. 
But I tell you, as a coach by profession, I know the importance of guidance. I know the importance of letting people help you and assist you. And I'm going to share this little analogy with you. I was flying from D.C. to Atlanta a few months ago. And, and first of all, I have very high anxiety when I fly. So I'm noticing everything. And so this particular flight was, you know, a little more turbulent than I was comfortable with. Right. And I also felt that we were really going really fast in the air, like really flying. Like I was like thinking to myself, if we were on the highway, we would be stopped by a <laughs> law enforcement because I just felt we were going that fast. So we finally landed and it's a, it's a very quick flight, like two hours from DC to Atlanta. So we landed and the airline attendant, she got on there and said, we would like to congratulate captain whomever for his first flight so we were on an airplane with a pilot who was doing this for the first time on his own right and so what i got out of that because i coach new principals and new assistant principals that's what i do and what i got from that even though i am certain there was a co-pilot there every step of the way, helping and, you know, guiding because that was his first time. He needed someone there. There were some bumps in the road. There was some turbulence. He probably was going a little fast. But the thing is, we landed safely, thank God, right? (laughs) We landed safely. And so I get out of that is no matter what you're doing, you need someone there besides, especially when you're starting out new, as a new entrepreneur, as a new leader, whatever it is, someone needs to be there to help guide you and course correct because we're not going to always make the right decisions. Now, I'm not saying someone to think for you, but a think partner is very helpful. So I would definitely have to say surround yourself with the right people to help you avoid those major pitfalls because you're going to have some minor ones, but that's going to help you learn. But those major ones, why make the mistakes when someone has already made them and can help you avoid them? So having the right people around you uh, would be key for me. Okay. Thank you for that. I love that analogy and that story and you can (laughs) understand it better, right? Like the airplanes are set up to have two people because of course four (laughs) eyes are better than two eyes. And the benefit of having a coach or a mentor or someone to help you is immense, like very priceless benefits. So I do agree with you, especially like you said, when first starting out, having that extra person to help you along the way is great. Like think as children, we have parents, you know, like it's always Mm -hmm. someone there to kind of help us. And why, once we become adults, should we stop that process? Why should we stop? Exactly. Exactly. All right. So you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? (laughs) I feel awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Good. good, Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So Dr. Sharon, I want to thank you again for being a guest on She Leads podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and or ventures that they would benefit from knowing? about? 
Absolutely. I actually can be reached, contacted, followed on all social media platforms at I am Dr. Sharon, and that is Dr. Sharon. Or you can visit my website at SharonHPorter.com. Thank you so much, Nicole. You're welcome. Thank you. I really enjoyed this interview with Dr. Sharon, and I hope you did as well. I agree with Dr. Sharon's viewpoint on the importance of surrounding ourselves with the right people to protect our energy and aid in our continual growth. I absolutely loved Dr. Sharon's analogy of the necessity of a co-pilot on an airplane in relation to having co-pilots in our lives. When great minds come together, the unimaginable becomes possible. When you surround yourself with greatness, you become the reflection of such and vice versa. A quote by Rachel Walchin reads, surround yourself with people that reflect who you want to be and how you want to feel. Energies are contagious. I admire Dr. Sharon's determination to reach her goal of obtaining her doctoral degree, considering it was a dream deferred. As Dr. Sharon stated, delayed is not denied. Just because something doesn't work out the way we plan or when we plan, doesn't mean that it won't work out in due time. Our desired time is not always in alignment with our destined time. It's imperative that we keep pushing and don't give up on our dreams because they will come true if we continue forth. Using Dr. Sharon's advice to act, assess, and adjust will help to stay focused and keep moving. I can relate to Dr. Sharon as we both are podcast hosts. I actually had the privilege of being on Dr. Sharon's show, The Grind Entrepreneur Network, which is where we first met each other. I enjoyed my experience being interviewed by Dr. Sharon and appreciated that we shared the goal of empowering others via our podcast platform. I am super grateful that Dr. Sharon took the time to empower and push me when we chatted after my interview on her show by asking why I didn't have a book yet. Leaders help other leaders stand out and show up at their best. I felt this from Dr. Sharon when she advised me that I should write a book. She did not have to do this. And the fact that she did shows her desire to see others win. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Dr. Sharon mentioned the importance of realizing that our growth and attainment of better is up to us. We hold the sole responsibility to go after what we want. As Dr. Sharon mentioned, when it's up to you and for you, you have to act like it, which requires understanding the game and how it's played. I will make it my business to not sell myself short and seize the opportunities I am blessed to have. I know that if it's meant to be, then it's up to me. So I will act as such. A quote by Eric Roth reads, our life is defined by opportunities, even the ones we miss. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. My leadership challenge for you would be to think about the one thing you can take away from this episode and adopt into your life. I know it's hard to absorb too much information at one time, and it's even harder to try and implement too many changes at once. 
When I attend to training or listen to podcasts, I aim to walk away with at least one thing that stuck out to me and one way that I can change as a result. I challenge you to do the same. If you decide to take me up on my challenge, I would love to know your key takeaway. If you care to share, please go to the She Leads Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook and leave your comment under the Takeaway Thursday post for Season 4, Episode 5. Don't forget to subscribe to She Leads Podcast for first access to future episodes. And also like and share this episode of She Leads Podcast, which is entitled Delayed is Not Denied with Dr. Sharon Porter. Thanks. And until next time, be empowered and empower on.